Connection down here in Tampa. Yo, and then for everybody out there, if you're down in the fish out here, stop at Dunkin' Donuts. I told him I'd give him a shout out tonight. So if you ever get up in the morning, you need that strong cup of java, knock it out. Go, go to Dunkin'. With that being said, Ashlyn, welcome to the show. What's going on? Thank you. Right, so we're here with actress Ashlyn Lopez. So, Miss Lady, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're doing good. Mike G, how are you, man? <laughs> All right, so Aslan, we know you're you know you're a young actress. You're going through the grind right now of uh, of trying to up and become an I do remember a comment you made many years ago, about probably two, is that you said one day people are gonna remember when I won an Oscar. And I remember that comment because I thought that was pretty, you know what? I thought that was the right thing to say because you know you're gonna have your share of haters, you're gonna have your share of fans, and you're gonna have their share of naysayers. So, yes. <laughs> yes. so with that, with that being said, how did you get into acting? Um, so a very, very, very long time ago, I was probably about three. Um, I used to watch these like little kid shows and I would kind of interact and kind of like recreate the shows. And so my parents were like, oh, we should get her into theater. And so I eventually got into theater and then eventually slowly I got into film and TV acting. All right. So what was your first role? My first um, role, I think like an actual like big role would be I was young Nadia on the Vampire Diaries. Oh, that's right. Hey, that was a popular show back in the day. Yes, I know. And I was so mad because when I was younger, I didn't want to actually watch the show. But now I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. So were you a little vampire? Yes, I was a younger vampire. <laughs> hey, all right. At least it wasn't The Walking Dead. All right. So at least, you know, hey. I would love to be on The Walking Dead. Don't even get me wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here's the thing is, is, since you started at such a young age and you uh, and you pressed through these things, how has it kind of made you evolve as a, as a person? Because you don't have a normal life like a normal, you know, student or a normal uh, kid, you know, you, you're going to script reading, you're, you're having to travel, you're having to be in and out of school, you're having to do all these different things that uh, normal people don't do. So with the grind as, an, as a child being in, a, in an adult world, how is that working for you? Um, I think that one thing is just that like, I mean, I never went to middle school. I was homeschooled for middle school. Um, so it was hard kind of when I went into high school because I didn't have as many friends as everyone else but i think right. it was still good because i was able to create those connections um and then also just like being in a professional world at such a young age and knowing what i want to do it's just been really helpful because you know i know a lot of people that don't know what they want to do and i'm like i know what i want to do and it's i'm gonna do it right oh yeah you know and, you know and and that's a, and that's the, one of the focal points of being in, as a child actress uh, looking at what you want to do and then you realize what your profession is. So, you know, here's the thing is though, do you have an agent? How do you, how do you find your parts? I mean, cause how, how many auditions do you have on a, on, on a regular basis do you have to go to? Um, okay. It, de it depends on how old you are. So probably I would say from the ages of like 
eight to uh, 12, you have a bunch of auditions. So I would have at least like probably five auditions a month. Um, and when COVID came around, it was a lot easier to do self-tape auditions because it's all everyone was doing. So since I don't live in LA, it was kind of harder for me to get those opportunities until, you know, being taped was more of the thing. Right. Um, I do have a manager. Um, so he basically, he'll email me and be like, Hey, here's an audition that came in. Do you want to do it? And I'll be like, yes, I do. And then I set up my little background and I memorize the lines, do the tape, send it in. And then we're off. And that's pretty much how it works. Yeah, we talked to uh, Lynn Ann Delaney, who was an actress in the, the remake. And she talked about the COVID times. And that was like one of our first shows. And she talked about her and her husband. They're both actors and actresses. And they had to do the uh, the video, the video, um, what do you guys call it? Um, the audition tapes. Audition tapes, she said. Yep. And uh, she's over, you know, so she's over 40. She's like early 50s. So she was like, it was a hot mess for her because she was like all this technology, having to learn how to do it and having to be set up. So do you have somebody helping you set up for your, I mean, your auditions back when it was COVID or did you just like wing it? No. Okay. Well, yes. So basically I have been doing tapes for such a long time that it was literally nothing new to me. Like I would always send audition tapes to LA when I was younger, since I didn't live there. I mean, I would go out there sometimes, but most of the time we'd send in tapes. So actually my mom helps me. My mom has been my coach forever and <laughs> she's always doing what needs to be done. Um, she's always getting on me being like, girl, you cannot go hang. You got to do your lines. So I was like, all right. And then she would tape me. She would help me set it up. She would edit it, send it. She does it all. It's like uh, barely anything that I do. Right. Go ahead, Mike. So I got a question. Do you have to remember all these lines? Because I'm seeing some clips here. I'm like, uh, so is it just step by step? Or do you have to remember the lines? Or you got to, you know, how many times do you have to go through it? Yeah, so it depends on the scene and it depends on like what I'm doing. So if I'm doing a comedy, um, usually it's pretty easy for me to memorize the lines if it's my sense of humor, um, because it's like, oh, this is a joke that I would make. And sometimes you don't even have to fully remember the lines if you're able to improv. So sometimes um, casting directors like improv better. So they're like, here, this is kind of like what we're doing, but just make up your own stuff. So that's really fun to do. But most of the time, it's just normal lines. So I probably go through it about 10 or 12 times. Yeah, because I have to remember it. So yeah. usually the night before, I like super like hardcore grind on it. And then the next morning, I usually film it. And, you know, you can if you mess up, you just do it again. So you also are memorizing it that as way you, as, well. as you go. OK, OK. Yeah. And, and then after that, it's, it's all the equipment. So you get hot and all the lights hit you and all that stuff. Yes. And because I have to turn my ceiling fan off and I get hot super easily. So I'll turn my ceiling fan off and in between takes, I'll be like, we got to turn this back on because it is too hot in here. And I've got okay. ring lights and all that stuff. It's just, it's too, it gets too hot in here. I'm serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Because I've seen this. I'm like, well, how does she know all these lines? Because. Yeah, Honestly, I don't know too many actors, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question: How do they yeah. know the lines? Does it get hot? You know, you're there all day. You know, yes, and especially when you're doing emotional scenes, like you can only do them so many times, and also because you start to look really nasty after you do a big crying scene five times. So sometimes you have to go freshen up, and you're like, ah, you know. True, true, Vince. What's up? <laughs> I was just listening. So let's talk about authenticity. Because that's a part of acting. And, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, we watch and you said the improv piece. And that, honestly, I think 
when you watch a lot of The Rock, Kevin Hart back, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, you see how many times there's gaps. Or even in the horror yes. movies, if you ever get to see the behind the scenes mess ups or whatever. So when you're talking about trying to bring the authenticity, you know, to the to the set, how do you get yourself up for that? Because it's really uh, ironic when you find somebody in a movie and they're able to emotionally be right on cue. And I ask myself all the time, how the heck do they get to that level of, you know, for the movie at that point? And they probably were on a third or fourth take of that thing. So on the emotional side, how do you get there? And how do you know, how do you wrap yourself up for those moments? Um, I think, well, okay. For me, it's pretty easy to separate this fake script. They're filming me versus my real life. So to get myself upset, um, usually I have to take something from my real life and it could have nothing to do with this, what the script is saying, but I'm like, okay, I have to cry this certain amount, or it's like, I almost have to get there. So I think of something in my life that would either almost get me there or fully get me there. And then I kind of like just say the lines on the paper while I'm emotionally in this other area. And then it's super easy. Sometimes it's really hard for people to come out of that. For me, especially it helps when there's really, really great people on set. So it's like the crew or the other actors that like in between takes, they're like joking around. And it's like, you know, to get out of that headspace for a second before you have to just go back into it. Cause it can be very emotionally draining you know, crying for so long. So you do have to take breaks in between, but that's just how I personally do it. So what's your thought? Oh, oh Mike, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what movie was that? Hold up, what was that? Hold up, what was that? Um, I'm pretty sure that was a movie called Mr. Thursday or something Thursday. That one was really fun because I got to have blood all over me and stuff. It was, it was, was just- Was it a scary horror, movie? But... Yeah, it was a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh Lord! All right, so let me ask you this: Well, you are deep, definitely in character there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this question: Where do you hit the point where you don't? You know, like we hear a lot of actors right now these days. They want to, um, and Will Smith talked about it, and um, uh, and Heath Ledger and many other actors talking about going into deep character. Do do you think that's good or bad, or has people ever talked to you about you know you? being the character actually kind of living like people that want to do war movies, they actually go start living like on the military base. They start, you know, doing those things like the guys for 300, they literally put themselves into like a regiment for six months, but even before they started filming the movie to just be in that character. So they were deep into that military frame, mind frame. So how often do you have to like get prepared like months before you actually start filming? There's actually a phrase for that. It's called method acting. There's like, it's it's just more of a personal preference, I think. It, de it also depends on the character. So like, I know Johnny Depp does it, but for like Willy Wonka or Captain Jack Sparrow, those are very character-y, kind of cartoony, I guess I would say. Um, I personally have never really played a character like that, but I think that I would try to kind of keep them separate. I don't think I would really want to be the character all the time. The only time that I've ever done something like that was one movie I had to have an English accent. And um, so I talked in an English accent. I want to hear, I want to hear, go ahead, go ahead. Ah, okay, well, you're putting me on the spot. Hold on, wait, give me something to say. 
Oh, all right. So, um, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashlyn J. Lopez, and I have not done a British accent in a very long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're on point. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, when you look at all the things that you guys do character wise, um, emotional wise, how do you balance all of that with after, you know, coming out of being in the studio around some actors, some major actors and, you know, or because here's the thing is, I think people forget they're still normal people. Yeah. And, you know, they see them on, on TV or they see them in the movies and they, like yourself. And then they, they don't realize that, you know, you still have normal things to do. Like you were saying earlier, you're cleaning the house and you're doing this. I think, you know, I'm a retired general. Yes. I clean the house. <laughs> I walk the dogs. Yes. So why do people sometimes get this misconception that, that you guys don't have normal lives? I think it's just because people see, like, you know, you're sitting in your living room on the couch and then you're seeing these people on TV and that's the only place that you've ever seen these people. And so I think that some people don't really, it doesn't really click in their mind that, oh, this person goes to sleep. Oh, this person does this and this and this. They're not only um, covered in blood with a teddy bear in their hand. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just, <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like me personally, I have an Instagram and I have a TikTok. I have social media that I try to be, I don't know, I guess normal. I don't know. Like I just post whatever I want to post, whatever I'm doing. You know, I could have no makeup on and just post a selfie. You know, I'm, I just, I try to keep it real and I try not to only post about stuff that I'm like filming right. or anything. Um, because I know that that's the kind of Instagram accounts that I like to follow. So I just kind of try to do that, I guess. <laughs> well, I appreciate the fact that you, you do your own Instagram account because I mean, you can hire people. I have a, a good friend. He hired somebody to do his, so it's not authentic, you know? So, and then, yeah. you know, and so every time I don't even, he goes, you don't ever hit me up. Well, I don't hit you up because it's not you. Right. You know, I, I mean, I try to answer my own and, you know, Mike G is the same way. So, Mike, what you got, man? Why are you over there looking at all? <laughs> it's it's bloody teddy bear. I mean, I'm looking at the little scenes and stuff. It's, I mean, it's exciting. I ain't gonna lie. I like acting. I've always wanted to act, never pursued it. But it's just a it's an artistic thing. And you being such a young age and you just taking it by the horns, you know. So do you see do you see it going all the way? This is all you want to do? Yeah, this is the only thing that I really ever wanted to do. Um, it's actually funny because um, I do sing as well. Uh, I actually am in theater at Newsom. It's my last year. We're doing Mamma Mia for the musical. But I do sing, and I have had some people in my family actually. They're like, why don't you, why don't you also kind of pursue singing? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's not really – for me, in my opinion, you know, I can do it, but it's not what I want my career to be. I think I've wanted to know what my career is like. I've I've known it forever. And it's just the only thing that I've ever really wanted to do. And I plan on taking it all the way. I plan on doing it as a career for sure. So you, are you going to do Broadway? I yeah. I mean, if I got offered to, I would love to do Broadway. It would be something that it would take up a lot of my time, but I think it would be worth it for sure. Well, you know, like Mike, what you got, man? Yeah, no, I was so, so yeah, Broadway, I mean, it just caught me. I was editing there, but you know, this is a show, so this is what we do. But <laughs> the thing is too, no, this just takes me, because you know, once again, I don't meet too many young actresses or actors or actors at all. So it just makes me think like, okay, so 
to, <laughs> do they call you for these roles or do you have to go get it? Like, where do you start? Like, that's what I'm, it's like a puzzle to me. Yeah, you're so young and your manager and then they call you, they have to call people, you have to take photos. I see a lot of photos. I see a lot of things going on here. So help me here. Help me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny that you asked me that because actually a lot of people don't really ask that. Like, it's kind of weird to me sometimes because I'm the only one, not the only one that I know, but I know a few other people, but most of the people that I know don't live and do the things that I do. So it's kind of interesting sometimes that people True ask me like, oh, how do you do this? And what happens? And I'm like, oh, I know that already. But, you know, basically I have a manager and he emails me. And if you get to a point that you're a big enough actor, they usually will be like, if I'm the rock, they're going to be like, hey, Please be in my, please be in my movie. You know, they're, he's not going to audition for things. Right, they're going to offer it to him. Yeah, they, they offer it to big actors like that. Usually they get offers. But in order to get to that point, you do have to really work. And it's not as easy as everyone kind of thinks it is. Like, it's not like, oh, you send an audition, you book the part, you go film, you're done. You audition. You hope for a callback. If you get a callback, then you hope for a second and a third and a fourth callback. Then after those callbacks, you meet the director and the producers. You hope to get past that point. Once you get past that point, you do a read with all the other actors that they are looking at. Then you can get past that point and possibly book the role. So right, it's so a lot me, more steps than what you think. So let me ask you a question because, you know, when you're watching the credits, they talk about the casting director. And yes. then you have um, other people that are involved in the, in the process. So, are you like pretty much in once you get to the casting director? Because then that's the person that's going to put you in front of the producer and the director. Do I have it wrong? Sort of. It, so when you do the first audition, basically the managers and agents send the casting directors your headshots and your reel. So they can look at your headshot and be like, yes, this is what we're wanting. Or no, she's too short. She has brown hair. She whatever. So they first pick you with that. Then you do the audition and sometimes the casting director will see it, but sometimes the casting assistant will see it first. And the casting director is kind of the first step. So once you get past the casting director and you're doing callbacks, that's when maybe the producers and the director is going to come in. That's when you're in like the big, like the big dogs. And then you go with the other actors and that's when you're like, Oh, okay, here we go. It's actually going to go somewhere. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. And then everybody is, it's, it becomes a jockey position of who can, who has the best read yes. because Loki actually for, and for, he actually auditioned for Thor and didn't get it. And they said, you can't be Thor, but you will definitely be a great Loki. Cause I saw yes. his audition tape for him to try to be Thor. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I didn't know about it until I saw the behind the scenes thing. On yeah, it. that's actually happened to me before, too. For um, Young Naughty and the Vampire Diaries, I actually, a few months earlier, auditioned for Young Catherine, which is another character in the show. And they said no. And for the Young Nadia role, they said that they like they were like, oh, yeah, we remember her. We thought of her. And I look a lot more like the person who played Nadia than the person who played Catherine. So wow. that's kind of how that all worked out. So it does happen a lot in the industry, especially if you know people for sure. You know, now you're, you're growing up in the industry at a good time because I, I messed around with the industry way back in the day. And um, you're coming up at a good time because a lot of the things that used to be such a stereotypical for females, and we had this talk with Anne-Marie Johnson, the actress, and uh, Leanne Delaney about it, is that now it's kind of more like, 
is not that the women are women and younger women are able to have better opportunities and it's not a prototype female for all the roles anymore and i think that's a good thing in the industry that has changed yeah and so your opportunities are a lot better because before you had to be a certain height you had to be a certain size it was all this craziness that was brought in from the 1930s and the 40s that literally stayed in place until almost 2000s oh and yeah so yeah yeah and so it's good to see that standardization taken away from this this whole process. But in this process, uh, on a serious tip here, what have you learned about people? Ooh, what have I learned about people? I've learned that there are a ton of good people, and I've learned that there are some people who aren't going to be as great. That's right. I like the political answer. Go ahead. They're not going to be as great. Um, but you're going to run into that literally in any profession that you do and anywhere that you go, it doesn't matter where you are. There's going to be people that are hating. There's going to be people that think you can't do it and you just got to show them that you can do it and you've got to work hard. And if you don't work hard, then you're not going to get anywhere. But as long as you work hard, you're going to go. Uh, that's right. Hey, Mike, before we get up out of here, man, go ahead, man. You heard what you got for ass. <laughs> It was nice meeting you, actually. It's for real. I, I'm really, you've been in a lot of movies. She's been in a lot of movies. I can't even listen. It's like a role. So I, I want you to I want you to know you're doing a great job. It's a pleasure meeting you. Hopefully we have you gone you again. Don't forget us, us us little people though. When of course. Little... Of course. I already told Mr. Bugs. I was like, Mr. Bugs, you your junior year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep on doing a job, you're doing a great job. Bless. Thank you and, so much. Uh, you know, if anybody's looking for a Hispanic role, you know, call me. Of I don't course. My, my G. All right. First line, of course. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you and keep up with the good work. I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you so much. No All right. So before we get up out here, and the thing is, as you, you hit, hit on it, here, I want to give you some strong advice as an old person, is to always have a small group of friends. And normally it's going to start with your parents, but eventually you're going to morph as you get older into with other people but just remember everybody that's around you is not there for your best interest and so pick wisely pick smartly and very and be very picky of course <laughs> that's, that's the best advice i can give so if you wanted to give anybody any advice in your in this time you've been on the planet and if you've lived all through all these dreams you've already started what <laughs> advice would you give someone that was thinking about going into acting or just advice in general about self-motivation um i would say definitely never give up there's gonna be a hundred no's before there's a yes and it has absolutely nothing to do with you like sometimes they're going to just want a blonde in the end. You know, it's just, that's just how it is. And it's nothing to do with you personally. <laughs> and everyone's great. Love everyone. <laughs> that's just my advice. That's just your advice. Hey, just love everybody. Love just everyone. Keep, keep it rolling. And yes. so let me ask you a question before we get out of here. Really, on your studies, all right? So me and you always gone back and forth. But now I got you on film. So we're, we're going to ask. Seriously. Okay. How do you really try to manage the expectation? Because here's the thing, and, and you know, I understood because I, I I ran that, that game a little bit. But how does that work with pretty much other teachers and professors? Because you know, some people get to a point where they're like, "Well, that's not your school's not your priority. This is not your priority." But you know what? And I always say this: Yeah, school is a priority. However, there is a thing about a career. 
And, and the thing is your career started before you got out of high school. So with that being said, how do you kind of navigate that, that those personalities and, you know, kind of your workload? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, so far I've actually had people who are pretty understanding, which has been great. I haven't really had to fully, well, (laughs) I haven't really had to like fully explain it. Um, My first grade teacher was not very understanding, but that's a different story. But normally, especially in high school, it's been a lot easier because it's like, this is the career that I'm doing. This is like, you know, it's definitely super career based, obviously. But, you know, sometimes I do have to take my losses when I'm a little late on an assignment or something. And my teacher's like, uh, you had two months to do this. What were you doing? I'd be like, I don't know. Fair enough, fair enough. I was schooling this last week if that, if that means anything to you. But, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's on me. But they've been very, very understanding. And I think if there wasn't someone who was understanding, I would just be like – Mom, come talk, and then it'll be all handled. Probably get a get a get a call in the eagle head. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> eagle, eagle one, can you come here? Uh, <laughs> can you please? <laughs> hey, so how much traveling have you done? Because we got about three three minutes. So how many was traveling have you done? For for filming in yeah, particular. Overall. Oh, um, I've traveled to a few other states. I've never been out of the country. Well, for filming, I know not yet. We're getting there. But I went to Chicago for three months to film the Disney movie, which was super fun. I've been to Tennessee. Um, I filmed in California. So I filmed kind of all over the place. Where'd you guys film the Christmas movie? Because that's like a revisit of Groundhog Day, but for Christmas, you know, the old Bill Murray movie. So where'd you guys film that one? That was Chicago. Oh, man, it was cold. It was cold because we were actually supposed to film it in the summer, but then we ended up filming it in the winter. But it's Christmas. It should have been filmed in the wintertime. Well, no, because they can pretend to have the snow and we can pretend to be cold. (laughs) Instead, we had to actually be cold. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. It's 95 degrees and I'm sweating profusely. Could you put this jacket on? It's a it's a triple fat goose jacket with down and feathers, and you're sweating. But that's all right. We gonna film to this. To be like so it's honest, Christmas. to be so honest, I would actually much rather have a jacket on when I'm hot than have a tank top on when I'm cold because I've had to do that. I've had to swim in a river when it was 30 degrees outside. It was literally it was crazy. I had to come out of the water every five minutes and be in this tent of warmth for 30 minutes <laughs> at a time. That sucked. I would so much rather have a jacket on and be sweating. <laughs> so much so, rather. All right. So before you go, uh, do you, I know you can't talk about it, but are you working on anything currently? I am. Ah, good. So you stay busy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you got your new ride. You, you're moving on. But hey, I told you to get rid of that Jeep years ago, but you won't listen to me. And I did. I sold it for folks. Okay. So. All right. That's, and now you're, oh, now you're a businesswoman. Now I'm business. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yep. Hey, Ashlyn, it's been great having you on the show. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule while you're <laughs> over here just chilling. So, Mike G, you got anything for our bouncer? We bounce out of here, man. Pleasure meeting you. Keep it up. Good work. Keep it going. Yo. Thank you so Keep much. Keep it going. And don't listen to the haters. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs>
And as me and Mike G always say, guys, again, if you're down to Lithier, go to Dunkin' Donuts. And as me and Mike G always say down here from Tampa, keep it